Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on and welcome to another episode of the Urban Pitch Podcast, the beautiful game of life, part of the Believe Network. I'm Ramsey Abushala, editor of UrbanPitch.com. To my right, as always, the director of Vibes himself, Julio Matarosa. Julio, what's going on, man? Hey, man, just happy. Another day. We have a special guest. Another day. Another MLS player. Yeah, another day. Another MLS player. You heard you heard that correctly. Um, we working out here. Yeah, I mean, we working you, on know, this side. you know, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> he just told us this is his first podcast, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, off air, you know what I mean? So, so, so after this one, after he gets booked, booked on bookings, just know. Who was first? Yeah, you know what I mean? So so we'll, we'll give him his media training. Uh, you know, we'll give him his practice for so when he's on ESPN and all, and all that. Oh, that. You know what I mean? So, um, but <laughs> without further ado, from the Portland Timbers, we got Justin Rasmussen on the show today. Justin, thank you so much for joining. Uh, what, what's going on, man? Yeah, of course. I appreciate you guys having me. Um, super excited to get it going and have a quality conversation today. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go. Let's let's go. <laughs> All right. So first question: toxic stories. Now, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta warm it up first. We gotta warm them up first. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's right. Into it. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We gotta go with the softballs, and then once he's comfortable, you know, what then we'll city's hit him the best? Thing? Thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> we can't take this kid anywhere. All right. No, no, no. Um, but but I mean to 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 actually start things off, um, uh, yeah, yeah. you're Vegas dude. So you're actually the third, technically the third Vegas uh, person that we've had on the show. Um, we a couple of weeks ago we had Danny Musovsky, um, and then before that, kind of in like the previous um, version of this podcast, we spoke to Tristan Blackman, uh, another Bishop Gorman uh, alum, but. Um, yeah. is, is Vegas like kind of like a sneaky soccer soccer town? Like what's because I know, <laughs> I know Taylor, what's going on. Yeah, Taylor Korniak also in the NWL with the U.S. Women's National Team. She's killing it. Um, like what, what what's yeah. going on in Vegas? Like is that kind of sneaky or is it just like is it just you uh, like your generation is, is kind of top <laughs> top level? Uh, I mean, selfishly, I'd like to say my generation is just top level. You know, um, <laughs> but no, in all in all seriousness, though, um, it's something I've been preaching for a while um that vegas is this this hot spot of a lot of talented soccer players you know um growing up there i felt like there was just so much talent in the city you know we don't always get as much exposure as i mean other cities around the country because there's not an academy per se you know uh, mm. located in town so so you have to you know find other ways to get your exposure and you see a lot of kids from the city uh going the college route um and that tends to to be the the normal pathway that that kids are taking just because kind of like I said there's just no academy presence really there's been um a development with the MLS next coming to town and and certain teams getting that recognition so it's slowly getting better you know but it's definitely Vegas is it's a little sneaky hot spot that's for sure there's a lot of a lot of talented uh players that have come out of the city and I'm just happy to you know kind of be one, be one of the few trailblazers that have made it out and just keep uh, making the path for, for the kids uh, coming up behind me. Yeah, and, and that's interesting. You mentioned the, the, the college route. Um, mm -hmm. That was, I mean, I don't know how many years ago. I don't know when exactly the switch was, but before that was kind of like the traditional route where, you know, uh, you, you play high school or, or club or whatever, go to, uh, go to a 
big time college, get drafted into the MLS draft and, and, and do that now with the academies becoming more prevalent. I feel like that's been the more common pipeline that we're seeing now with some of the younger players to, to, to break into MLS. Um, you haven't taken the other route now. Um, what was that like for you um, getting picked in the draft? Um, and did that put like an extra chip on your shoulder like that you have to prove yourself or um, is it just like kind of like you're, you're just trying to show out uh, day in and day out? Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah, no, I mean, um, going the route I did, uh, I wouldn't trade it, trade it for the world, you know, going to Grand Canyon University and putting in my years there. Um, it was such an amazing experience. Um, the soccer program. Just being there, being able to, you know, be part of their history and, and make a name for the school was was an amazing experience. And and yeah, I mean, from a young age it was a it was a dream and, and a goal of mine to eventually become an MLS uh soccer player and become a pro athlete. And um the route I took was was a tough one for sure, but one that paid off, you know, um just working hard and and doing what I did was was able to be extremely beneficial. And um, it's definitely, like you said, there's the two routes of going to the academy or going to college and, and the draft way. And it was definitely cool, man. Like just, just the way social media is these days and um, just how everything is, you know, produced and, and all the production and whatnot. Being drafted was definitely, definitely a crazy day. That day, the draft day is something something that will you know stick with me forever just because that day when it happened um I had a house full of like I don't know 50 of my closest you know friends and family and um just to experience that with with everyone that was in the house that day was was an amazing time um but yeah then then coming up here it was a quick transition you know I was they had me on a flight I think two days later after oh. the draft and got right up here, got to work and, and it's different, you know, um, coming in as, as a rookie and a drafted player, you know, like I'm, I'm 23 coming up here as a first year pro. And like, there's other academy kids that are now homegrowns or kids that they signed from overseas and different countries that are, are younger than me, like 18, 19, 20. And they're maybe got a couple years of pro experience under their belt. So it's definitely, definitely an interesting dynamic, you know, and, and navigating it has been, has been a lot to learn um, this rookie season, but I mean, it's so far so good. It's been going great. And um, yeah, I wouldn't trade, wouldn't trade the path and, and how it's gone for anything for sure. So how do you compare preseason in Phoenix, Arizona compared to Portland? Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it, it is different, man. It, it was, it was different. Uh, coincidentally enough, um, for two weeks, we actually, uh, for our preseason up here with the Timbers, we went down to Tucson, Arizona 
only about an hour and a half south of Phoenix to do to do some of our preseason down there. So it's kind of like I get on a flight right up here and then we get on a flight right back down there. So it was, was kind of funny. I'm like, OK, there's a little comfortability being back in the, the state I've been in for the last few years. But um, but yeah, I mean, super different, you know, like the college season is so, you know, how do I describe it? It's like very raw, raw, just like hustling and working and and preseason in college is, you know, just a lot of running, a lot of fitness, just like really killing you, like making sure you're top fitness. And maybe it wasn't always the smartest route, you know, but mm. um, but comparing that to getting up here, it's it was a lot different than what I was expecting because I, I was doing a lot of fitness, making sure I was fit uh prior to the preseason just like I would at, at college but uh we didn't really have any you know those fitness tests is more of you know the tactics and um just playing and getting used to each other getting to know one another because um I mean a lot of new guys coming in guys other drafted players um coming in and just bringing up academy kids so we have more numbers and stuff like that so yeah super different but uh coming up here much more tactical and and soccer oriented, I would say for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and back to Vegas for a second, you went to, I mentioned it briefly yeah. earlier, but you went to Bishop Gorman. Um, I've seen That's photos, fair. I've seen photos of that, the school and some of the facilities. And uh, I mean, <laughs> that, that, I mean, that's like a division one, College. That's what Snoop Dogg's son went, correct? Uh, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, I know uh, Tristan <laughs> Blackman was there. Uh, I think Tate Martell, like the the, the they, quarterback. They got a great football program. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Were, they're they're a really famous football program. Um, so, what what was that experience like? What was it like playing with you know our future, you know, future like big time athletes uh, at, at at Gorman? Yeah, man, it's. Uh... I love talking about it because especially going out to college when everyone hears, oh, you're from Bishop Gorman, because there was the the Netflix show, the QB one. Right. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, where Tate uh kind of blew up um our senior year because we're in the same class. And you know, it's funny people asking me about it, like, did you know Tate Martell and this <laughs> and that? And it's like, yeah, you know, we'd see the cameras going around the hall <laughs> and stuff and um but no, I mean, I, I loved it. You know, Gorman was Gorman's a great experience, was a great experience, a uh, fantastic high school. And kind of like you said, it was, um, there was a lot of celebrities, you know, moving around, not only athletes, because there's, there's a lot of guys that, that have made it to the league, whether it's NFL, MLB, NBA, it's, uh, it's primarily football based. You know, we got a great program in my four years of being there, I think, three out of the four uh we won national the national title so it was uh yeah that total total football school but um really all the sports were were superior you know um produced a lot of good athletes and kind of like you said Snoop Dogg's kids went to the school Muhammad Ali's grandsons went to the school so like a lot of not only athletes but you know um growing up there at the time we we didn't have any professional sports you know mm -hmm. so like bishop gorman the high school football team was kind of like its own professional sport like we'd have the amount of celebrities we would see it at our football games That's you crazy. know just like come That's and stop and by because we're yeah national recognition we're not a pro team or nothing but it's uh it was it was super cool but but yeah like tristan tristan's a, a really good friend of mine and grew up with him, knew him for years uh club and playing with him at, at Gorman and 
um he's a great guy but yeah definitely uh different atmosphere just the i guess the standard not only that the school had academically because it's a very good academic school but also just the elite athletics that the that the school breeds just across the board it uh definitely set a standard of like you know wanting to be better trying to strive for greatness but also like kind of set you up that you know it was I was comfortable being on like a big stage like mm. even though soccer didn't get the fans that football got it was still just like our school was kind of in this limelight just being known nationally and stuff like that so it was definitely like like set you up to just be like you know cool under under pressure kind of thing so yeah yeah, was there was there like uh was there like uh inner inner sport rivalries between you know the soccer team and the football team or the baseball team the basketball team what whatnot what, what was that dynamic yeah uh everybody knows no, the baseball team and the soccer team never get along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah funny you say that uh, <laughs> is that same, same thing in college man i won't I won't dive too deep into that, but I mean, I will. <laughs> uh, all my buddies back at, at college are going to be laughing, laughing at this uh, after that comment. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I would say there was more of this inner sport rivalry between everybody against our football team team and the football oh, team okay. really didn't know it you know it, it, it was a rivalry amongst us but like they didn't really know and they didn't they didn't care because they were like so you know they're one national champs three three out of the four years I was there so like it was and I mean the facilities the the uniforms I got the gear the just everything football team got like I mean I'll admit it I I, I wish I wish we had what the football team had, you know, I was crazy jealous of them, you know, everybody was, but yeah, I mean, I think everyone, and it also, it kind of ties back into, uh, you know, that standard and just trying to be great because the football team was great season in season out. And like, we were all like, well, yo, we want, we want some fans at our games. Let's, let's step up and let's be just as good and, and get some national recognition as well. So yeah, it was definitely uh so maybe some beef of wanting to be them, but they like didn't. They didn't know it was really there. They didn't really care. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, but I, I mean, you ended up going pro. Uh, Tate Martell. I don't know. Like I don't know where he's at right now. But, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe maybe um, in the long term, uh, you, you won that battle. But um... <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> this guy's being messy right now. We're getting messy, around. <laughs> So all right, so back to the baseball soccer thing. This guy grew up playing. This guy played college uh, college baseball. So okay. So but like yeah, every conversation we have with anybody is like, for some reason that baseball team and soccer team in any any level, high school, college, they don't get along. Why why is that? Dude, I <laughs> I can't tell you, man. I I don't know why. Like like I said, like what happened with high school happened but college college was different man I don't know like there was just beef with the baseball team man <laughs> us and the baseball team they're just always beef I, I really don't know what it is I think it's partly like I don't know like they think we're kind of you know the stereotype of soccer players being prima donnas and stuff mm -hmm. and we got the they got the stereotype of the sport being like slow or boring to watch and I don't know like 
I, I would, I don't know. Like I was cool with some of, some of the guys back in college on the baseball team, but then like, I don't know, just like when, like you're cool, like one-on-one -on -one or like two-on-two, -on -two, but once, then, once, like, once you get in a, once you get them in a there, group, oh man, they're... once you get the baseball players in a group, man, it's like, I, I, I will speak to this. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not fun for anybody else. And, uh, <laughs> like, no, as a student athlete, you go after the same chicks. That might play a big part. Dude, yeah, oh I'm not. My yeah, my no boys, comment. No my comment. boys that are gonna, nah, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> but my boys that are gonna see this are gonna laugh. It's the chicks part. Yeah, man, it it causes it causes some beef, man. I'm not gonna lie. So I, I, I went to college in Arizona Western, uh, in Yuma, oh, Arizona. Okay. Um, I, yeah. I believe you guys played in preseason. Um, mm -hmm. so I went there. Of course, baseball and soccer. I mean, baseball and soccer team didn't get along. One, one spring break, I went to go visit my buddy at CSUN. He played for the soccer team. Same thing. They didn't get along. I'm like, this is just universal at this yeah. point. I mean, <laughs> we're here to bridge the gap, though, is what we're trying to do, though. We're here, we're here, we're here to bridge uh, that gap. I see. I yeah. see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Baseball players. Change, changing the world. Right. Yeah. Changing yeah. the world. One, one pod at a time. Exactly. Baseball <laughs> players. Soccer players don't care. You can have them back. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let, let's get into portland um so yeah you get you get drafted you know you said you're on a plane mm -hmm. two two weeks uh two week, or two days later um yeah obviously the the mls life is pretty demanding the schedule is pretty um pretty brutal with with the amount of travel uh the physicality of the league what what has been the uh the mls experience like for you as as a rookie in your first year yeah man it's been everything everything i thought it was going to be and more you know um just dreaming to get to this level and and earn a first team contract and and be with a with the first team is something i've wanted for for a long time now and finally getting the chance to to do it and do it at this level has been amazing um it's definitely you know it's very different um I think the transition and and growing into the profession I'm doing now, I think I wasn't wasn't acknowledging it at first um, in a way of, you know, accepting like what's going on and how intense it was going to be. I was more of like getting up here and, you know, I'm so focused on on training and trying to prove myself and and games and traveling. It kind of takes your mind off of off of the life part um I would say and like so it's been a lot for me personally you know um kind of getting back in touch with like my roots and kind of really diving into okay I got soccer but I need to make sure you know like personal life is good you know mental health is good and like and all that stuff but um on the soccer side it's it's definitely intense you know every every week every weekend we're having a game or in another city like at one point in the season we're away for like eight days in a row you know just being on the road and and for me it's something like I've, I've longed for so long it's like yeah finally a pro you know we're doing this doing that going around the because it, it that's what I love as well is like it's taken me 
to cities I've never been to before. Like I've never been out to to New York. I've never been to Canada before. I've never been to Nashville. So it's taken me, taking me around the country. And um, so I've, I've, I've started to make sure, you know, I, I really focus and enjoy the, the little things along the way, you know, got my little journal that um, writing down things that are going on, the good, the bad, the pretty, the ugly, all of it. And just uh, enjoying it every step of the way. But it's been, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's a lot, you know, just coming from college, that's a short condensed, you know, four month season. And now coming into something that's nine, hopefully 10 months long, it's, uh, it's a big change for sure, but something that's, uh, it's been amazing for sure. Yeah. And, and this being your dream that, you know, that you've been uh, working towards for your, your, your whole life. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously it being, you know, like when you, when you tell people, you know, like I'm, I'm a pro athlete that there's like a certain, like uh, not, not glamor. I don't know. I don't know what the word is. I, it's escaping me, but there's like, there's like a certain yeah. kind of level that, you know, people associate that with, but like you said, there's all these like nonstop grind um, where it's so hard to kind of take a step back from that. Um, and you don't really see that from the outside, right? It, to to you as a kid growing up, it was like, you know, I'll do anything to, to make it as a pro. And then once you actually do make it, you see that, you know, that it's not all, uh, you, you know, like like spotlights and, and, and sunshine and rainbows and all that. So how difficult was that for you to, to kind of, realize that, you know, this is like, there's a whole like other side to this, because I think a lot of pro athletes kind of talk about that where, um, you know, this is what they've been working for their whole life. And then they, it's not everything that they realized it was going to be. And that's kind of difficult for them to, to, to handle from a mental health uh, point of view. So how is that adjustment like for you? And, and, um, how like, do you kind of cope with, with, with all that? Yeah. You know, it's, you hit the nail on the head is like, watching it on tv you know me personally watching sebastian blanco for years and diego chara for years it's like i want to get there i want to be on the field with them i want to every every other weekend i want to be on espn or or whatever the network is um on national tv and and getting here it's it's amazing and and i still want that you know and and the drive is still there but it's it's a lot like you said to kind of it's important to take a step back and, you know, assess what's going on because it's like I said before, I wasn't really, cause you go through ups and downs in the season, you know, as, as a pro athlete, there's always going to be your ups and downs, your good days and bad. And, and for me, I've been able to, you know, make sure to address the bad days and um, kind of accept them and like grow from it. Cause before when I was getting up here, um, I was kind of just like burying those feelings down, I guess, and just really even pushing harder into the, like into the sport and into the training and, and focusing more on just like my teammates, the guys, uh, whatever it may be surrounding the the club. But a few months into, into it being here, I was like, I'll be honest, I was playing a lot, but I still was feeling just a little, like a little down. And I'm like, what? I'm playing. Right. You know, like it, like life's good, you know, what, what, what's going on. And I was able to kind of like dissect it and kind of realize like, okay, I need to address like everything that's going on other than the sport. I need to address the life. Cause it, it's been a lot, you know, um, 
uprooting because like growing up in vegas and then going to phoenix it's only a four-hour drive it's a 45-minute flight so i was like far away enough for my parents but close enough if they ever if i ever needed anything they they'd be there if i ever needed to go home or, or what have you but um coming up here it, it's super different you know uprooting moving cities leaving my friends leaving my family longer flight this and that um becoming an adult learning just all of all of what it en- encompasses and stuff and so for me i've had to in recent months um really address those things you know um like i said kind of having my my notebook that i got um learning that it's okay to talk things out uh you know working with different life coaches and and what have you to to make sure the the mental side is right because like i said everything can be going great with the sport like a, like earlier when um when i was playing and just still feeling a little down um everything can look good like you said in the spotlight and and everything can look good on that standpoint but if you're not if you're not solid mentally and and behind the scenes um you're going to have have issues and so that's something i I've addressed and gotten a lot better at is um like I was saying just uh leaning into those bad days and kind of addressing and and making tweaks to to get me out of it rather than uh just push those feelings aside I think is super important. Yeah, and and I know a lot um especially in the sports world a lot of um there's been a push to kind of address these um you know um the 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 topic of mental health um have have mm-hmm. the, have the Timbers provide any support or is this something that you've had to um more so look uh for uh, on your own yeah they i know they have outlets um within the club it's yeah. something i've kind of gone uh my own route doing sure. um but i know around the league and um around the club and whatever club you're at i know they do have various avenues and and people that are willing to help offering help um, the league does a great a great job in making sure we all know that if there's anything mentally or and if we need anything at all, they're they're there to help. So, um, but yeah, it's something I've kind of gone my own route, um, seeing how it goes, and um, yeah, it's been it's been great and super beneficial to me. So I recommend it. I recommend it to many people. Someone that actually was tell well told my mom about it, and then my mom told me to ask her was a uh, uh, Taylor Corniak, for example, like, okay. I know, yeah, I know she's got, um, cause she's a real good friend of mine as well. I know she's got with her team, they have a, like a mental health coach as well. And she was saying that was cause like her, like, it looks great. And, and I don't want to talk on her behalf, but like national team and, and NWSL and all the stuff, but having a, having a mental health coach and making sure the mental's right is beneficial for for any person for sure yeah yeah definitely 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 like a happy player plays their best soccer that's true yeah that's i like that i like that happy player plays the best soccer that's for sure man that's 100 percent for sure yeah and and so so you've been playing both with the first uh and the second team uh in in mls uh next pro uh what has that Mm -hmm. experience Mm -hmm. been like and um you know what uh, what are your thoughts on on the league and obviously with it being um, a, a new addition? Um, what take us through that experience and what your thoughts are on on the league so far? Yeah, no, it's been um, 
it's been great. You know, it's the MLS Next Pro is a is a great addition um, to, you know, be able for guys like me that are coming into it, you know, trying to get the playing time, get used to the the tempo, the pace and, and whatnot. Um, it's a great avenue for me to get my minutes, you know, um, a lot of guys around the league and on my team um, part participate in it. And I think it's, I honestly think it's great because it, you know, provides another division of uh, pro soccer for guys around the country to participate in. And um, it's a, it's a great league, you know, it's growing. Um, and the best thing about it, like for us, it's our first year um, with the T2 and it's been great because in the past few years during COVID um, the team wasn't a team, I, I guess, obsolete, maybe. They, they took the uh, team away. They kind of okay. like, yeah, 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 this yeah, yeah. part of the team for the last few seasons. So there hasn't really been a team since like, I think 2019 was the last time um, there was actually a Timbers mm-hmm. too. And so uh, for guys on the squad that for the last few seasons, maybe haven't been able to get the minutes, there wasn't an outlet for them to get minutes. They would just have to train and wouldn't be able to like, get that game fitness or actual game in it. So for me coming in as a, as a first year, that's been an amazing tool that I'm super pumped and super happy to have at my discretion because I'm able to, even I might be on the bench or not in the squad that game or whatever it is, I'm still able to go get those minutes. So as soon as my name is called and I'm and they're like, yo, you're playing today. I'm still at that fitness and I'm still, still ready to go. So it's definitely, definitely a beneficial league. And it, I mean, it's, it's still at a super high level cause it's, it's pro, you know? So right. it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. 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 What are some of the biggest, um, in terms of like the overall experience, not just like the competition, mm-hmm. um, but, but what are some yeah. of the biggest like experiential differences between, um, MLS and MLS next pro, whether it's, uh, travel, um, you know, like the, the accommodations, um, just like in terms of like everything else outside of the, um, uh, between MLS and MLS next pro. Yeah, no, it's, um, there's some differences for sure. I mean, when it comes to travel, I mean, we're, and for me, I'm saying spoiled, but I think that's just because I'm fresh out of college and I'm new to it. Someone mm. that's been around the league longer might not say it's spoiled. It might be, uh, justly warranted but I mean when I'm with the when we're with the first team taking charter flights you know know, private planes that's been that's been amazing and that's where I'm saying I'm spoiled but yeah um other guys might disagree with me you know but (laughs) right uh, right. (laughs) but like with T2 it's obviously like just commercial flights Mm -hmm. like um southwest whatever whatever it is um and what something that comes to mind specifically when it comes to a big difference the mls next pro has been trying out a couple of new rules recently that's i don't right. know if you guys seen that, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah how do you feel about it's, that uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's interesting man i'm not gonna lie to you it's interesting interesting i'll, <laughs> interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah i'll let the fans take away the interesting for what they want but no to to kind of like to talk about those the one is so if you get hurt or like you need a trainer or you go down like guy kicks you or whatever um if you're down for 
it's either, it's 20 or 30 seconds. If you're on the floor for more than, let's say it's 30 seconds, you have to eventually leave the field for a total of at least three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, crazy. so it's very interesting. So it's been interesting because you see in like first team games, uh, guy gets kicked, you know, obviously not, for- not saying these guys. <laughs> Not yeah, not saying these guys are really not good, <laughs> you know, but like there's a there's a little you know of I, I'm I'm guil- I'm guilty of it too. You know, it's part of the game. You right. Know? I yeah, think you soccer, gotta protect yourself. Exactly. I, I think soccer, football, it's the most organic, beautiful game. And like, yeah, if another if my opponent's rolling around in ninety plus two minutes and there's only four <laughs> minutes of stoppage time, yeah, for me I'm gonna be pissed, you know, like yeah. oh dude, get up and stuff. But like part of the game you know? so for me for me it's like if it happens it happens but so the purpose of like a rule like that is to prevent that is they're what they're testing and because they're only doing it in the mls next pro obviously but they're testing it to see if trying to see if it'll like speed up the game to kind of avoid these guys from the acting and taking the time to to waste the clock and it's it's actually been pretty funny, man. Cause like when in those games, like if a guy goes down, the ref will like sprint over to where the guy is and starts like count. He starts counting down. He be, starts like, doing the like the like the referee and the, like wrestling or you know, like, yeah, exactly, he's doing like the exactly. slamming on the ground. One Mississippi, yeah, yeah. two Mississippi. Yeah, exactly. He gets down on the turf right next to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and it. I'm going to give it to them. Guys get up a whole lot faster than normal, mm. you know, mm. because cause that's the tough thing is, like, it's just like getting a red card and, and being down a man. Like, right. three whole three minutes, minutes is a long time. Like, yeah. I, a lot of damage can be done in three minutes, especially when you're down a man. So, um, so yeah, I mean, the leagues, um, there's some differences for sure, but, I mean, their first year out the gate doing it and after presenting the that the league was going to be a league um not too long prior than it than it's starting it's been it's been a great league um and it'll only only get better i know a handful more of uh second teams around the league are leaving the usl to, right, to come right. to the mls next pro so i would say this year there was a lot and uh personally from our team as well i know for sure but i know around the league there's there were a lot of uh, like academy kids and primarily it was primarily college players that were just drafted you know a handful of first team guys getting their minutes and then some academy kids and then um a lot of um guys under second team contracts so it was it was a real big mix of kind of players um understandably so being the first um like first season out the gate. So I know, I know as it grows and as it progresses, it's only going to get better, attract uh, more talent, better talent. And it's only going to, only going to progress. So, yeah. so yeah, it's good experience. So yeah, th- th- they yeah. got to work on that logo though. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yo, you got, you guys are trying to trip me up. No, no, let's circle back on the let's circle back on the rules. Uh, don't let this guy don't let this guy bring you back the wrong path. Let's circle back on the rules. Um, one one rule that cop- captured my eye was, was that if you get a red card, you won't be suspended next game. It'll be till you play that 
team again. Um, so if that, that happens, is that one of the rules? Yeah, I, like I if let's, let's say uh, Portland against Galaxy, right. he gets a red. He 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 won't have he, to. He'll be suspended for the next time. Yeah, they play Galaxy. Out. So I, I would have got a red card. <laughs> 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 I get to play tomorrow. Oh, yeah. cool. Say less. Yeah, it, that 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 one's an interesting one as well because it's like I know what they're trying to do per se. Well, I mean, what I can assume is like they're trying to prevent a fight or maybe like high mm. tensions next yeah. time around you play. I would assume. I mean, if it's one guy getting a red card, not all red cards are are fights or like right. one guy getting confrontational. Sometimes it's just two unfortunate bad tackles, you know. But uh, but yeah, that's an interesting one. You would the the other side of that rule is say say a Timbers guy got a red card against Galaxy, but that was the last time playing Galaxy that season. Then it's a normal red, and you miss just the next game you play. Okay. So oh, it's yeah. Yeah, so it's mm. interesting rule. I mean, they're they're trying stuff out, and it's uh, right. it's going how it's going. I don't know I from a from a spectator's <laughs> point of view. I kind of like seeing the fights. I like seeing that drama. Definitely, you know what I mean. Like, I I want I those story. It, I want those storylines. You know what I mean? Like, because that makes the next yeah. game. You know, like oh, like I wonder how it's gonna like how it's gonna be on the field. You know, the next time they play each other. You know, I think to me that just exactly. makes it more interesting. I don't the know. The Austin LA, you see, I'm like, yeah, all right, yeah, that was getting spicy on the all right. There too. Yeah, dude, I love it. I mean, it's like I said, it's part of the game, and it's only gonna attract more more fans. You know, they're like, okay, these soccer players can put up a fight. You know, right. they do want to get into it, and I like it. It it only makes the game more intense, like higher tempo, like it's. I don't know. I've always been one that like likes it to be intense like that. So yeah. have, have but, you yeah. gotten a, uh, on, in a fight on the pitch before? Um, not 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 since being here. I mean, I should <laughs> say no to, to keep the good, you know. But I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I. So anyway, he's he's already got media training, man. He's already got media yeah. training. You know, this is his first time on. He he his, knows he knows how to keep his it. agents in the back. Yeah. Don't answer. Don't answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh you guys are funny man but no i've i've got i've i've had my fair share of uh confrontations over the years at gcu and back in back in high school it's just it makes for more fun man you know yeah. the crowd gets going yeah. i like it yeah I so like what, it. what red card do you remember getting have you ever gotten a red card i got one in my life man only one and it was stupid like the yellow the first yellow was because i got into it with a guy kind of like nose to nose kind of thing so we each got a yellow and it was like my junior year of high school and then and then my second yellow was like i did a guy pretty dirty and um as i took my touch he just like took me out and it was obvious foul like obvious yellow potentially red for him because it was maybe last man but as and it was only a few minutes after my yellow, my first yellow. So I was like, you know, tension, my blood yeah. was pumping. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And um, when I got fouled, I immediately like popped right up and like looked at the ref and had a few choice words. Like, <laughs> are you serious, man? Like what's going on? A little bit more colorful than what I just right. said. Sure, but sure. And because my blood was pumping, his was as well. Because that's the game, you know. Sure. Refs get into right. it as well. Right. And so he just, as soon as I started talking, he immediately pulled out the second yellow. Oh, and that was man. my red. So kind of a, a 
not not a red card to be proud of, I guess. I would yeah. say, but yeah. I have plenty. It happens. I have plenty. This, this guy gets this guy gets one. I mean, he's still playing like rec league, and he's getting red cards in rec league. Like, hey, yeah. So funny story. We posted a we posted a story about like uh, it was like two podcasts ago, and one guy's like, "Hey, I just oh, played yeah, against yeah. that guy. He got a red card." <laughs> Someone commented on the video, "Yo, man, I played this guy last week, and he got a red card too." <laughs> That's hilarious. My my little brother, he's playing Sunday league, and he's much more physical and and loves like the fighting way more than I do, and so he's calling me every Sunday afternoon telling me stories about he's getting red cards as well. So it's Sunday League's the best, man. Sunday League soccer is underrated, man. Underrated. I mean, people are getting paid, (laughs) at least out here. Especially in L.A., yeah. People are getting paid to play Sunday League. Yeah, in in L.A., you'd be surprised how many, like, two-year MLS players, uh, ex-pros of Mexico, Central America, they're playing in Sunday Leagues, and these guys are getting 300 a game, like – it's like crazy. Five games a Sunday. Five games a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy out here. If you ever want to come out here, play some Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know who to hit up. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Up, I know huh? a few people. So from Sunday League to, to MLS, um, yeah. you make. What's the biggest start? difference? <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but so, you, you make your first start. Um, I think it was against Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. what's what's going through your head uh what what's the vibes like on the field what uh you know what was the energy like what, what are your teammates saying to you take us through that first start um experience for for you yeah man that was um that was quite quite an experience kind of back to um really acknowledging the little things and and the little moments along this this crazy journey that I'm on but um yeah so the previous game um, our left back Claudio Bravo got a red card against LAFC. So immediately, as soon as that happened, that game, the switch in my head, I was kind of like, okay, I might, I might be getting a shot here um, this next game at home. And I didn't really know, you know, being a rookie and and if the coaches were going to give me a chance and trust me and, and whatnot. Um, but as the week went on in training certain drills we were doing and certain uh, schematics and lineups we were having, I was getting the vibe. I'm like, okay, I might actually like be get, be getting the start here. Um, and then they told me a couple days before, I think the game was Saturday. So they let me know like Thursday, like you'll be, you'll be getting the start this game. Um, and so then it was, then it was locked in more focus than I've ever been in my life in the next couple of days. It was, you know, mixed feelings of the focusness, the anxiety, the the happiness, the proudness, and and scared crap in my pants. You know, like just <laughs> just nervous. You know, but um, but yeah, I mean, tra- trainings were great. The coaches were great with me. Teammates, fantastic. Just getting me ready. You know, uh, make me feel comfortable. And because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what year you are. What how many years you've been playing, whatever it is that 11 guys are stepping out on the field and like, it's a job now and you got to be able to, to perform at your job. Um, so as, as that day happens, you know, my parents are in town, the, the club does a great, great little thing of getting them good seats. Um, 
giving them like their little camera angle and their little snapshot. My mom was loving it because she was feeling like a celebrity herself. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's like going around the stadium buying drinks for people. Like, I'm like, my mom, stop it. Uh, <laughs> my mom, this, this is my day, you know? <laughs> no, jokes, jokes. But, um, but yeah, man, that was just the the hype all day because i i don't like games i mean i love night games but i don't love night games for the reason of like just all you got all day you know because i'm not i don't want to sleep in crazy late then feel like like groggy and stuff i still want to get up normal time and but then it's just the anticipation all day just thinking about the game like all day me and my dad we were just re-watching austin's two games they had played already and watching games they played last season and watching us and dissecting the defense and, and what my guys were doing already so I could do it. So it was, it was a lot of built up anticipation, but dude, I'll tell you, man, as soon as, as soon as we started like jerseys on and, and the starting level was walking out to that field, that's, it's a different feeling, man. And it's a feeling that, that just drives me every day to, to ensure that I'm feeling that every game, you know, it makes me just want to get back out, back out on that field, like every single week, because we get, we have such an incredible fan base, you know, right. shout out to the Timbers army, all the, all the people out here in Portland. It's, it it's unmatched, you know, like you can argue some people get more fans and stuff, but I just feel like our fans are the loudest. They're just, <laughs> they're rowdy. They're, they're crazy. All the TIFOs they do and stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, the the, the, the TIFO that they just had for the Seattle game that was that was the, with the 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 shining yeah. uh, that was incredible yeah. that was one of the best yeah. TIFOs I've ever seen. Dude, it's the things they do. It's like it's ridiculous. And we actually um, we were able to go out to because the Timbers Army they have like their their board of like leaders, and right. we we were able to go out and see their warehouse and where they make all those those tifos and then they just have this gigantic warehouse it, it just looks like i don't know it looks like a painter's workshop there's just <laughs> paint everywhere you know banners everywhere from them making all the stuff so it's um they're super dedicated and um we i know like speaking for me but for the whole squad like they're just amazing you know we we love them but um but yeah i mean walking out and standing there, you know, as the national anthem's going, um, I, I was nervous. I'm not going to lie. I was, I was nervous. But um, as soon as the national anthem was coming to the end, because uh, the fans have a tradition of the last few verses start, like, circling their flags or uh, their scarves as um, the singers come into the end. And as soon as that last word um, of the national anthem, brave, the whole stadium just screams that word brave and i swear my first time being in there i could feel like i could feel it coming through me like just the the energy the vibrations just just all of it and as soon as that happened for some reason like all the nerves just like went away like all the nervousness anxiety all dropped and i was like all right it's it's go time now and um and yeah, I, I had a real solid game, you know, we won the game one zero, got the first three points of the season. And, um, it was just awesome to be part of that kind of 
dream come true kind of day. And, and the best, my favorite part of the, the day was coming back to my apartment that night with my parents. And like, I was kind of sitting in the chair I'm in now, like my mom was in one corner of the apartment, my dad in the other, and all of us just like dead silent in the room. We're all just kind of like, we all had like different faces. Like we were all just like staring at the ground and we like, we weren't talking. It was just dead silence for a few minutes because we were all just kind of like, holy crap like what just happened, what just happened? like <laughs> like my dad's like my my son just played the mls game i'm like i just played the mls game so it was <laughs> it was it was a great a great moment um a great night and yeah i mean it's just that was a that was a great game too especially against a good opponent like austin knowing like they were going to be top throughout the season and they were top team at the time as well so it was uh yeah just yeah dream come true to to say the least so yeah i think i think you'll be having some of those same feelings after this being your first podcast you know, yeah <laughs> so uh, i don't know if you've heard or know that there's an urban uh urban pitch boost like every mls player nwsl player that's came on for some reason in that following month sometimes a little bit longer yeah but they either get player of the match score their first mls goal um and it's happened various times so i feel like it's it's it true could, i mean yeah, it's it's happened multiple times. If it was like, and, and we, we we said this last week, we had uh, we had Sam Fisher on from the Chicago Red Stars, um, and we were telling her, you know, like if it happens happens once, happens twice, maybe even three times, it's like okay, like that's interesting coincidence. But it was yeah. like it was crazy yeah, for like yeah. like like four or five weeks straight. It was like Tyler Lucy player of the match, Daniel Stairs scoring his first goal, Didi Heritage is, is, is DJ is, Taylor uh, scored his goal. Yeah, you know what I mean. DJ Taylor scoring his goal. So. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I'm just saying that it probably Start will. working so, on your celebration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. I'll, I'll send my coach this clip and be like, yo, you got to. Get yeah. me in. Be, Get me in the lineup. I got, aware, I got a month. Man. Yeah, I yeah, got yeah. a month. <laughs> it's like Super Mario game yeah, that'll start. We only got six games left. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. You're probably going to start the next three. Yeah. Like, it's, something's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Just know it's because of us. <laughs> oh, I love man. it. I love it, man. Yeah, but let, let, let's take things off the pitch because uh, a lot of what we focus on, you know, mm-hmm. is is um, you know what, what goes on outside the lines. But um, what's the vibe like in Portland? Because that's obviously one of the most unique cities in the country. Um, and and how does that compare mm-hmm. to some of the other countries or other cities that you grew up in, um, whether it be in uh, in in Vegas or um, in, in Phoenix? Yeah, no, it's different vibes for sure, man. I mean, um, I I say it to people that ask like. Like when, when I get asked by my friends or even locals out here, like, how do you like Portland? Um, like when I first got up here, especially when it was like pouring rain for the first like two months, I was up here. They're like, how do you like it? And I'm like, I, I love it. And I'm like, what? You love this right now? Like, are you crazy? And for me, you know, growing up in Vegas, going out to Phoenix, all I know is desert. And like I said, I hadn't, hadn't, hadn't traveled too much. So all I know is dry, heat, hot. <laughs> year round pretty much you know so um environment wise i love like when the rain's coming i love it the greenery up here is so different um so i do i do like it a lot um i'm enjoying it a lot up here it's definitely i mean every city's gonna be different you know but um yeah i don't know the the people up here awesome you know everyone's so friendly i will say that everyone's extremely friendly um 
on the street, just wherever you go, coffee shops, stores, everyone's super kind. Um, don't always see that down in down in Phoenix or Vegas. I'll I'll talk a little bit uh, talk a little bit of crap about them. They're not always the <laughs> kindest people, you know. <laughs> everyone's going somewhere and has to right. be somewhere. So so get out my way. I got something to do. Um, so yeah, people are definitely kinder up here. Um, but yeah, I mean overall. It's been a great city. I've always been a fan of the Pacific Northwest. So when I found out I was coming here, I was super happy, especially to stay West Coast, relatively right. close to being home and stuff. So it's been, yeah, it's been a great experience so far and um, excited to see what else it brings for sure. Mm. So, Any good hiking areas yet? Have you been to any good hikes? Um, Actually, no, man. I, he does enough. He does enough running. On, yeah, on, 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 on. <laughs> I'm not gonna hike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's yeah. That's kind of it. Is like I've been told you got to get out. You know, experience the the woods and hikes. And I do know there's beautiful places to go hiking and stuff. But it's kind of like you said. It's like like I am very busy, but at the same time, I can get lazy because after a day of training, I am pretty exhausted. So I'm like, if I'm gonna go do something. I don't really want to go exude any more energy or get anywhere tired, you know. Um, I will be making a trip out to the beach. We got a couple beaches like an hour and a half away from here. Haven't made it out to yet, but um, hopefully soon. But um, I drive around the mountains and stuff, so I can like picture like, <laughs> like what it's like. Drive around, right? Are are you a big camping fan? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you, dog. No, no, this man. My guy. My yo, guy. Yo, yo, okay, my listen, guy. listen, listen. My guy. We went camping uh, my guy. a couple weeks ago, and this guy, this exactly. guy was literally, like, he, I've never seen someone complain more in my entire life, dude. Every 15 minutes, yeah. man, I hate this place. Why do you have to be outside, man? Why, like, I need air conditioning. I need Wi-Fi. Like, what's going on? Like, I hate this, man. I hate yeah, this. I was, don't do it, bro. It sucks. <laughs> dude, I've had so many friends. I've had a couple friends um, just back in whenever it was, April or May, they camped out for Coachella. And, uh, like, that's I a got, whole like, other experience. Yeah, I can't imagine what that's like. But, but they're, like the couple of the homies that did that, they go camping every few months or something. And they're always trying to get me to go. I'm like, yo, if I, if I don't have a run, running water for a shower, that's my <laughs> biggest thing is like, and, and they're like, dude, we're going for three, three nights. You don't need the shower. I'm like, nah, man, I got a shower, <laughs> dude. Like I have to. So I, I don't know. Maybe if city boys. That know. was my that was my biggest struggle. Yeah. Like I just wanted to shower. Like <laughs> Yeah, dude. I I can't do it. Maybe, you know, and I'm saying that now, you know, maybe I meet a girl that wants to go camping and I get persuaded and say yes. Hope not, probably not, but you know, you, you never do, know. But as yeah. far as I know by my own admission, I ain't going camping, man. I am not. <laughs> no, you got to do glamping. Like, you know, like right. <laughs> The, the ones that already have a, a queen-size bed inside, has, like, a cover, AC in it. That's what you got to do, not? Yeah, dude. If you're so, going to do it, you got to do it upright, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so so if, you're not, if, you're not, if you're not doing outdoor stuff, what, what are you getting up to outside um, in, in, in mm. Portland? Because I know there's a lot of good places to eat. Uh, there's, there's a lot yeah. of good coffee shops and stuff. So, so what, what are you getting up to um, when you're not training? Yeah. I mean, not training um... – I'm enjoying the sun right now for sure because I'm getting yeah. told that in a couple weeks it's it's going to be gone for the next six months. So <laughs> I'm definitely 
definitely enjoying the sun as long as I can. Um, the main thing I'm doing right now a lot is is golfing. Actually, oh, me and let's a go. couple of boys. Yeah, dude, I love love golfing. Um, my brother and my dad are actually huge into it. Um, my brother's currently grinding to become a professional golfer. Wow. So, nice. um, so yeah, he's and the kid's good, man. Whatever the kid does, he's <laughs> he's fantastic at. So he played soccer and golf and racing motorcycle whatever the kid does he he's good at but so it's my kind of i'm trying to get better while i'm away from him so next time we play i can, right you can surprise I can him take, a little bit yeah yeah i, I can yeah. i can beat him and be like oh you want to be a pro but but yeah no golfing golfing is kind of the main um pastime that i activity that i do um up here and I, I mean right now going on walks and just walking around the city and loving it um because i'm too like I, i've lived in the suburbs my whole life and i've always known like i'm a city boy so now living down city boy <laughs> <City boys. laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is city boy. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows, he knows, he knows the call. He knows the call. Uh, Portland is fun. I can tell. I'm dead, man. I'm dead. Oh I'm posting yeah. that on the ground. Yeah. I'm posting that on the ground. Yeah. We, we, did the, we did the city boy calling. Oh, it's on. It's on. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back but to yeah, the man. Back to yeah, it. No, it's, uh, I love the downtown. Finally living in a city in Portland, such a cool, cool downtown city. Um, I live only like five minutes from the, from Providence park. And, oh, um, nice. so it's cool down here. I definitely, definitely enjoy it. I'm also, I got a couple friends meeting some people up here. I've been able to get out on a, on a boat recently, which nice. is something I haven't really been able to do, um, too much growing up. So getting out on the river just like diving in wake surfing, all of it. It's, uh, yeah, I'm find, finding activities to keep me busy in, in the downtime for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you hit up, uh, you hit up Bandon Dunes because I know that's like the, the famous golf course uh, up, up in Oregon. Um, I don't think I've been there yet, actually. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of all the I, – I get lost. It's still like learning the areas and stuff right. up here. It's like – I forget all the places I've golfed. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've gone there yet, but I've gone to some beautiful courses. My the guy the guys here they've been here and established here for years, so they all got hookups at some cool spots. So nice. they uh they they definitely they treat me well up here. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I just so I've recently just gotten into golf. Like I started this year, like in in beginning of the year, like January. <laughs> so I've like completely just gotten bit by it. Um, and I've, yeah. uh, my girlfriend's family has, um, lives, her sister lives up in Portland. So we go up there and, oh, okay. um, uh, there's one in Oregon city, like maybe like 20, 25 minutes outside Portland called, I think it's stone hmm. Creek. Um, and that, oh, I, yeah, played, yeah, yeah, I yeah. played that one. That one's really, really nice. And it's like a public yeah. course too. So yeah. Stone um, Creek's nice. I've been there a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. 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 I lost probably like probably 13 or 14 balls. Um, so if you find if you find one out there it's probably more, it's a good chance it's mine <laughs> yeah. but um, it happens man. it happens it's a love-hate relation you get addicted i get addicted to golf but it's like some days i'm great 
and other days when I, when I'm bad, I'm terrible and it gets yeah. frustrating, but yeah, for sure. But it, uh, sure. it is what it is. If you ever come up here again, man, hit me up. And let's, we'll, yeah, let's, hell do yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love um, it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and another thing that we, we saw, uh, just, just taking a, you know, a quick, quick, uh, uh, scroll through your IG, you're a bit of a, bit of a hype yeah. beast. You know, I seen, I see you rocking the Dior uh, ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got the Dior ones going. I seen some off white. Um, uh, uh, so, so talk about that a little bit. Um, and how, how'd you get into sneakers? How'd you get into fashion? And who's the, and who's the plug? Yeah. And who's the, more importantly, who's the <laughs> who's plug? plug? Who's the who's plug? The plug? can't make it hot you can't make shout it hot. out to the plug yeah can't make shout it out hot. To the plug. <laughs> shout out to my plugs i got a, i got a couple i got plugs I got plural plugs. plural oh, must yeah, be nice. that, small flex small flex. Nice. <laughs> i got i got people in vegas i got people in phoenix but but yeah i can you need a hookup. I can I can hook it up off camera. But <laughs> shout out to the city boys, uh, <laughs> worldwide, <laughs> worldwide city boys, the network, the global the network. network, the global network of city boys doing doing their thing. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, man. I mean, I think you know, growing in high school, high school, I started to get a little influence um, into the fashion and into the sneakers. I've always been big into you know, fashion and dressing nice and kind of um, finding my, like how I want to tailor my, like my closet and my wardrobe and stuff. And I really started to dive into it into college. That's right. You know, getting influenced just by, because Vegas is a very small city. I mean, obviously it's known worldwide with, with the strip and, and everything. Right. It's extremely famous, but outside the strip, it's very small. Like you can get from one side of the city to the complete opposite, like in under an hour. So it's like very small and everybody knows each other and whatnot. So like, um, I guess like from a fashion standpoint, like I was just kind of doing like what everybody was doing, but moving on to college and meeting all these different people and like my team specifically, like meeting guys, teammates from Canada, roommates from South Africa, like just all over the place starting to pick up on things like little by little and it was really really in college when I started to to dive into the sneakers and and the fashion and um also kind of the mindset change into the potential and and the harder like more driven desire to be a pro and kind of seeing the way like guys on other leagues dress like in the NBA is a big influence right. like like rappers are a big influence like I got a couple couple guys that I've really like and try to try to emulate in the way I dress and stuff but um yeah man I I love fashion I'm always um always looking always peeking and uh yeah sneakers as well man I don't always bring my sneakers out especially being up here in the rain I gotta right. be very careful yeah, yeah, very yeah, careful yeah. um but yeah man fashion's fashion's something I really love I I hope to um hopefully this off season um I've started some things get some things in the works to uh, hopefully start my own fashion brand and kind of like create some of my own stuff. So, so hopefully when that, when that finally gets going, um, we're, we're slowly moving now. So hopefully it's a snowball effect and in the off season, when I get some downtime, I can really, really push it and take the time to focus and get that going. And then that'll be sick. Cause you know, then I get to, I'm always like looking, but then like just be able to create your own stuff would be, would be sick. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, fa fashion, something, something I really love as well. So, 
Damn, man, we gotta get we gotta get those early samples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you guys for sure, right, man. Yeah, once it yeah. once it happens, I got you. Right. 100%. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> All right, look, man. Um, I I mean, we've been having a great time. Um, and yeah. uh, I know we, we we can keep going on for for another hour, but um, you know, <laughs> we we understand you got you got stuff going on too. So uh, before we wrap up, we like to finish off with a, a hot seat round where Julio just fires off some some uh, some hot seat questions, and then and then we can wrap Ooh. up. With Nothing, nothing uh, difficult. Don't, I, worry. Yeah. don't worry about it. All right. Uh, playlist before games. How's that looking? So, wait, say that again. You you like, your playlist before, uh, before a game. How does that sound? Who are you playing? What are the songs that you put before a game? I got, sorry, I know it's hot to you. I'm trying to be quick. Um, Jack Harlow, Drake. And little baby, those are my top three. Okay. Oh yeah, straight up city boys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The anthems, the anthems. All right. All right. Uh, your your holy grail when it comes to sneakers. Ah. Oh, dude. Ah, I'm gonna have to say Jordan ones. Just some ones are classic to me. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say ones. All right. Um, start one, bench one, cut one. Nike, Adidas, Puma. <laughs> we're putting, we're putting sponsorships Yo, on the line yeah. now. We're putting sponsorships Julio, on the man. Line. <laughs> Julio, bro. <laughs> he's gonna get, he's gonna get a rep that's gonna pull this up. So uh, you know, we were, we were ready to sign you to this deal, but uh, you know, the, Yo. we got footage here. <laughs> exactly, man. Like, oh, it can help. The, thought the oh. city boys had my back. <laughs> <man>. uh, <laughs> Straight up city nah, boy. <laughs> nah, I'll do it. Um, I mean, obviously, all three amazing brands, you know. Um, right, right. If I ever had the opportunity to partner, collab, I would. There we go. This guy. Graciously, this guy. graciously accept from <laughs> any of the three. Um, but this, this is a. Uh, it's okay. I'm gonna just do it. For me, it's always. For me, it's always, always been. All right. Besides the Timbers, uh, best best fan bases. Who has the best uh, supporters groups mm. in the league? I'll give you top three. Um, I'll say Austin for sure. Mm. Um, LAFC. They got a quad, wild crowd out yep. there. Um, this guy's this guy's there. He's he's throwing beer and doing everything. Doing it all. I'm drinking the beer. Yeah. I'm not throwing it. <laughs> you, you're throwing the empty can. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, and third, surprisingly, when we went out there, they were ridiculous, was Nashville. Nashville, oh, I think. Yeah. Was, in a, was that in that new stadium? Yeah, dude. We were just yeah. out there in um I think it was June or May. Oh no, it was July because we oh god, we were there fourth of July weekend. Oh, and the city was ridiculous. Streets filled and it was crazy, but um, yeah, they were very surprising. Their fans were crazy loud, and every seat was sold out. It was, it was crazy. Nashville was very surprising, but yeah, I I throw them up there top of the league for sure. All right, favorite favorite jersey, Portland Timber jersey that has been shown this year. I know it's been a lot of Ooh. the flower one, Ooh, uh, the the home. We got the the stripe down the middle. Yeah, which was your favorite jersey? I, I, I it's got to be the flower one, man. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like when I when I saw that these were dropping, 
in my first year, I'm like, yo, like obviously being into fashion and whatnot, right. I'm like, it was meant to be. It was meant, it meant to be. It was meant to be. Know, I'm like, those joints are hot, man. Yeah. Like, those, yeah. like wearing that, those are those are sick. So honestly, I think, and just how it goes with uh, the seasons, because back like in spring, like the cherry blossoms were blooming, and the whole city mm-hmm. was covered in the pink flowers. So it's just. It went. It went too well. Whoever, whoever designed those, shout out to that. And last one, best concert you've been to? Worst concert you've been to? Ooh, 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 ooh. God, man, I've been to some good ones. Um, dude, that's tough. Um, like I'm kind of biased because like my favorite. My favorite rapper right now is Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow and Drake are like up there, like one A, one B, interchangeable. But um, worst concert, I gotta think back to some music festivals. It might be like worst concert. Might I? Who I? Who's the? There's the one. <laughs> there's the one female rapper. Her name's like, is it Koi Leray? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're roasting her on Twitter. It was that concert where, like, she was singing, and then no one was just quiet. Yeah, I saw her at a festival once, and that just like I know I knew like one or two of her songs, and so maybe that was the problem. I didn't, I right. wasn't familiarized with her music, so maybe it's on me, but I, that was probably probably worse. But if I gotta go best, I mean, I've, I've seen Jack Harlow, I've seen Kendrick. I've seen J. Cole, but honestly, if I got to go top, it was just back here in Portland, just in May. Um, I saw Baby Keem live, who's also oh, yeah, yeah. 702 Vegas boy. He, he's yeah. from he's from yeah. the city and his with his new album and the way he performs it and stuff. He just got that. He's got that factor, that right. it factor that just gets everybody jumping and stuff. So he hit that concert. So far, I think that was the best one for sure. Yeah, just he, yeah, yeah. He just got the LeBron co-sign too. I saw LeBron definitely. Tweets yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. ridiculous. So he's, he's, I mean, he's, he's next up. Yeah, if you got and if you got bloodline ties to Kendrick, man, I mean, like it's yeah. you're gonna be good, bro. You're gonna be yeah. chilling. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. All right, man. Um, listen, thank you so much again for 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 uh, being on the show. It's an honor to be the first podcast to host yeah. Justin Rash. Yeah, yeah. we're happy to bring a fellow city boy back in. Yeah, yeah. You um, know. <laughs> <laughs> we got the underground network. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. people um, people don't know how we got him. Yeah. We just say, hey, what city boy want to come on next? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First one to reply. First one to reply. <laughs> oh man, um, you know. Um, so, so I mean, we're gonna we're gonna keep it t- tuned in with you, whether it's the the clothing line or yeah. what you do on the pitch. Um, there's a lot of big things yeah. to come. Um, but you know, uh, once again, thank you so much for for joining the show for Justin Rasmussen, Julio Monterosa, I'm Ramsey Alpershala. This has been the Urban Pitch Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Keep it tapped, and we got some more uh, exciting episodes coming up. But until then, we'll catch you next time. Boom. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.